What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Squad Car. Things have been a little bit slow, like I said lately, on the malicious compliance and pro-revenge sites. So, you know, in order to keep some content going, we're going to mix it up a little bit and, uh, yeah, do something a little different. Sorry about not getting Monday's video out um, for the Tales from Tech Support and everything else. I uh, We were sick all weekend. It's amazing. I can't believe I hit 50 years old and I'm sick all the time. You can see my eyes. I've never had allergies this bad. Uh, and then on top of that, we had some sort of cold flu type thing over the weekend, which I'm still feeling somewhat worn out, but at least I can stay upright. All right, let's get to the stories. Suspect, you really don't want to arrest me. Some background. My grandpa was quite famous, for good reasons, in his small community of about 2,500 people. He had done a lot of good for the community over many years and was very much respected. He had been the mayor. He had been a successful businessman. You know, that small-town businessman that people just like? That was my grandpa. Now, I come with the benefit of a pretty unique last name. Now, for years prior to this, the town had been patrolled by one cop, a sheriff. However, the year prior, the town got the budget to hire a deputy. My grandpa and I share the same last name. We'll call my grandpa Oscar. Well, when I'd visit my grandpa, he had an old S10 truck that I just enjoyed using as my get-around vehicle. It being a rural town, everything is spaced out. I was 16 and had a valid driver's license. I'd gone down to the local grocery store to pick up some things for my grandma as she was getting ready to make dinner. I stopped at the grocery store, go in, grab the things I need, pay, walk out and get my grandpa's S10 and head down the road. Right then, I see a cop with his lights on, clearly indicating he wants me to pull over. I think maybe I screwed up and committed some sort of traffic violation, so I pull over. I'm expecting to see the sheriff, but it's the young deputy. Young deputy comes up and goes, license, registration, and insurance, please. I comply. The deputy goes, son, is this your truck? I go, no, it's my grandpa's. He goes, and who's your grandpa? I go, Oscar. He goes, you sure you didn't steal this truck? <laughs> I laugh, thinking he's joking, and go, so why did you pull me over? The deputy goes, I suspect you stole Oscar's truck. Shocked, I go, well, did my grandpa report his truck stolen? He goes, I'm suspecting you of stealing this truck. I sigh and go, well, I didn't steal his truck. It belongs to my grandpa, and in fact, I'm heading back there now so my grandma can start cooking dinner. I seriously think he's joking. I know my grandpa didn't report his truck stolen. Hell, he has my driver's license and can clearly see my last name matches up with my grandpa. Plus, it's not illegal to drive someone else's vehicle. He tells me I'm going to need to step out of the vehicle and he's going to detain me and have my grandpa clear this whole mess up. Shocked, I go, you're arresting me? He goes, I ain't arresting you, I'm detaining you. I go, that's the same thing. He goes, please stop. I protest, you don't really want to arrest me. He says, as I said, I'm detaining you. I figure fighting this guy ain't going to get me anywhere, so I comply, step out of the vehicle, and he begins to handcuff me. Just then, a passerby sees me getting arrested and goes, why are you arresting Oscar's grandson? The deputy tells the man to move along. I tell the man, go get my grandpa. The man shouts back, I'll head on over to your Oscar's place right now, and the gentleman runs off. I get detained, put back in the car, and taken to the local police station, which had a holding cell. As I get walked in by my deputy, the sheriff sees me and goes, Why is Oscar's grandson arrested? 
Deputy responds, I suspect he stole Oscar's truck. Shocked, the sheriff goes, you think Oscar's grandson stole Oscar's truck and is just driving around in broad daylight? The sheriff is clearly shocked. I get sat down in a chair and the sheriff asks, I've been here all day. Oscar ain't reported his truck stolen, so why do you think Oscar's grandson stole his truck? Just then, my grandpa barges into the station. The station was in between where I was arrested and my grandpa's house. Why the hell did you arrest my grandson? Deputy turns around and goes, Mr. Oscar, he was driving your truck. And my grandpa shouts back, And when did my grandson driving around my truck become a crime? Now I'm sitting there smiling from ear to ear. Mr. Deputy done effed up nice and good. He arrested one of the most influential people's grandsons over a crime that didn't even happen. To which the deputy goes, You let your grandson drive your truck? My grandpa laughs and goes, It's an old S10. It's basically his truck. He's driven it plenty of times. My grandpa had money. An old S10 is hardly much of a concern to him. Deputy goes, Well, I was just being careful. The sheriff asks my grandpa, Oscar, did you report your truck stolen? My grandpa goes, No, I didn't report it stolen. I knew my grandson was driving it. The sheriff shakes his head. Deputy, uncuff this young boy, and at the very least, you owe him an apology. The deputy asked me to stand up and uncuffed me. The deputy did give me a weak apology. Then my grandpa looked at the sheriff and said, I'd like to speak to you in your office. The sheriff complies. The deputy and I stand there and watch my grandpa go into the sheriff's office as my grandpa raises up a storm about the BS this is and how it's the responsibility of the sheriff to make sure his deputy isn't going around causing drama for no good reason. We couldn't hear everything, but the body language made it clear. The sheriff was in agreement, and my grandpa was mad as hell. After my grandpa's done saying his piece, we walk out. A week or so later, I'm in the same grocery store behind the deputy, and I go, How you doing, Mr. Deputy? He smiles, and I go, I just want to make sure it's okay to be driving my grandpa's truck, because I'm driving it today. Is that okay with you, Mr. Deputy? The deputy turns and looks at me and goes, That's perfectly fine, and pays for his lunch and leaves the store. Small town news gets around fast. Cashier knew exactly what that was about and laughed and thanked me for making her day. Okay, this is another one of those I can see both sides of the story thing. While I understand where the grandson's coming from, I also get where the deputy's coming from to a point. Pulling him over wasn't really a problem. Asking him who he was for his license and stuff, not a problem. Asking him where he drives the truck, who his grandpa is, that, that's fine. You're just checking it out, making sure everything's good. But once you saw that ID, that's the point where you say, oh, that's Oscar's last name. You must be Oscar's relative or grandson or whatever, and just kind of dismiss it at that point. Um, you know, if all the paperwork was in order and he wasn't doing anything ridiculous on the road, then let him go. That's where it should have stopped. At the same time, I find that in a lot of small towns, influential or not, it doesn't give you any right or reason to not be subject to being pulled over, being detained. And yes, detained and arrested are two different things. He shouldn't have taken him to the station, for one. Uh, he should have held him there on site and called the grandpa and got clearance. He could have called him, like, in two seconds flat. Yeah, they're not the same thing in most states. I've never heard of that being the same. When you're under suspicion of operating a vehicle while under the influence, you get detained. You get arrested when they prove it through the testing and the breathalyzer, preliminary breathalyzer, and everything else. Uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of a snotty undertone there where, you know, I think they get a little bit of preferential treatment, which I totally disagree with as well. So, 
Eh, I'm not rooting for either team on this one. Deputy, Firefighter Karen. I was dispatched to a wreck with injuries in a subdivision. Caller states a woman wrecked her motorcycle, is laying in the road covered in blood. Turns out it wasn't a motorcycle, but a recumbent bicycle. The rider has some pretty nasty road rash, but seems okay. There's another woman standing over her. The medics arrive, and they and the firefighters try to get to work, but the woman standing over the victim is in their way. No, she needs to be backboarded. I'm a firefighter. That is protocol. I pull her out of the way, and she rips her hand away and makes like she's going to hit me. You don't want to ride this train, lady. She recovers herself and starts into a rant. She has a head injury and should be backboarded. I know this medic. She doesn't know her job. My county has one large city with its own career fire department. The rest of the county is covered by private or volunteer agencies. I volunteer with the fire department that covers this area and their protocol is to backboard only when neurological symptoms are present, not any time there's a head injury. Lady, you can't just interfere at a scene. You're in plain clothes and haven't shown me any credentials. Now back off or I'll put you in cuffs. Well, I'll be handling this in a professional manner. That medic isn't doing her job and is going to hurt this woman. I have your name and badge number too. She drives off in a car with firefighter plates. I can't wait for that complaint to come in. Yeah, if you're not on duty, step off. If you were there helping out in the beginning, that's fine. But once the uniformed crews get there, you are merely a witness at that point. You back off. They can ask you questions. You can answer them. You can give your opinion from a distance. Start interfering even with a medical issue. You're going to get locked up or at the very least detained. And in many cases, uh, off-duty police officers have to go through the same thing. If they're off-duty, they can get involved in certain situations. Uh, if they witness a drunk driver or a suspected drunk driver on the road, they can't just go pull them over. They can make a call and they make a good, credible witness. But if they start, you know, pulling their gun and, you know, ordering people out of cars or cuffing them, now you're stepping into a whole different ball of wax and somebody's going to get in trouble. Suspect, dropping in. So this happened Friday night. I live in a one-bedroom apartment in a one-story building I think used to be a motel. Fairly slanted and low roof. This is important later. Three months ago, this kid moves in and he's a nice guy. Just got his first real job. But you can tell mom waited a little too long to cut the umbilical cord. Helped him change a tire once. He asked me how to change an air filter on the AC unit, etc. But he's been a great neighbor and our patio is basically touch. And more often than not, I'll BS with him in the evening as we're in the same line of work. IT. But he messed around with this girl for like a week and she was something else. And he ended up cutting it off Friday night. And she's standing there screaming at him and throwing stuff. Going all Amber Heard on him. And I'm debating on getting involved because I recently went through being on the receiving end of an abusive relationship and I know how it goes. Then I hear some guy running his mouth that's not his roommate. So I go outside and it's some white knight friend of hers, drunk off his ass, and I was like, look, if you guys don't live here, then leave. So they involved me, and it's this big posturing cluster F of testosterone and estrogen. Another neighbor popped out to say they called the cops. Girl gets into her car and is screaming on her phone. Guy takes off running, but not before tossing a rock in our general direction. Cops roll up. The girl's difficult from the get-go, and that's amusing, so I'm just sitting and drinking my shiner and waiting for the cops to ask me what's going on, and my neighbor showed the cops where the rock hit the wall, and it sort of left a mark. But I mean, I wouldn't be worried about my security deposit or something like that, but my neighbor made it sound like a way bigger deal than it was. 
that he felt the rock was going to hit him, etc. So by the time the girl is handcuffed in a cruiser, all I heard was her screaming insanity. I don't have the details of what transpired. But as the cops are talking amongst themselves, a figure suddenly crashes to the ground into some bushes in my peripheral vision. How none of us noticed him is beyond me, unless he was hiding behind these weird faux attic things up there. There are trees, but one would think you would notice a person flitting around. That's right, the drunk girl's friend fell off the roof right in front of the cops he was trying to hide from. <laughs> so the girl got a DUI and the guy got taken in an ambulance. He was fine, but when he realized he was probably going to jail, he pulled the hurt card. The next morning, there was a 20 and a tin of skull on my patio with a note that said, Sorry about all that. I gave him the 20 back. Like I said, he's a nice kid. Look, I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, but criminals are just generally dumb. D-U-M-B dumb. He went off, he ran off. Why didn't he keep running? Like, why did he feel the need to climb up into a tree or on the roof or whatever and lurk around watching what's going on only to fall right in front of the cops? Dumbass. And we've all been there. We've all had a relationship that went south to the point where, where the other party's just totally insane. But yeah, that's another story. Officer. Petty revenge over a public indecency call. To start, I want to say thankfully, I work for a department that services a very nice suburban area in my metro area, so most of my calls are minor complaints and disputes. With our most exciting calls being a moderately heated domestic, this means that most calls are Karens complaining about their neighbors. This call was about four years ago, and honestly, when told that the complaint was, my neighbors are very visibly having sex and it's making me uncomfortable, my thoughts were, Oh, this is going to be a spicy one. Upon responding to the complaint, Karen points to the house beside hers. And no crap, you can clearly see the silhouette of the couple through their blinds because the room light had them backlit. Personally, I believe it was probably a stage light to provide even lighting for filming, but I have no proof of this. But there are two problems. Our public indecency law specifically states that it has to be done knowing and to cause alarm, as well as it has to be the exposure of genitalia in public which technically this doesn't meet. Yeah, yeah, I know. If it really came down to it, we probably could have charged the couple with something, but truth be told, we can charge a ham sandwich with something, and a half-assed decent ADA could make it stick. Anyways, to please Karen and to help serve the community, I decided to make contact with the neighbors. I knock on the door, and to be expected, I have to wait a handful of minutes. I explained to the nice gentleman that opened the door what the issue was, and while myself and my boss back at the station agree they weren't breaking any laws, they might want to rethink their lighting and or blind situation just to keep the peace. The gentleman thanked me and then caught me with a curveball, asking me what the city's noise ordinance hours were. (laughs) To be fair, a very easy question. Quiet hours are from 10pm to 8am Monday through Friday, and midnight to 8am on weekends and select holidays. The gentleman responded with, thank you, so hypothetically speaking, it would not be a noise violation to mow my yard at 11.30 at night, as long as my mower is off by midnight, correct? Great, a rabble rouser looking for legal advice, but then he tosses in, only asking because I was mowing at 8.30 a couple nights ago after it cooled down a touch and Karen came over spitting venom about how she knew the law and was going to get me in trouble, etc, etc. So I informed him that while I cannot give legal advice, and I also don't know if the bylaws of the HOA had any additional stipulations, my opinion, strictly mine, might not be shared by others in the department or the DA's office, yada yada. But yes, it was my personal understanding that he could mow his lawn at 11.30 at night on the weekends and 9.30 during the week. 
guess who had the best maintained lawn on that block, and who also began using their air compressor for projects up until minutes before quiet hours. If you guessed this gentleman, you'd be correct. For the first week after that encounter, our department got 7 to 8 calls a night, at least. At least she had the decency to use the non-emergency number. But after having everyone, including the chief, telling her to pound sand and not to call us unless it was quiet hours, the calls eventually stopped. When I was bored, I'd drive by on patrol about 10 to 15 minutes before quiet hours, and all spring, summer, and fall, he would be out there using his noisy equipment. And even in the winter, he would be in the garage working on some type of carpentry project. That went on for three years until Karen was finally put into a home and the house was sold. <laughs> Listen, I understand. It's tough having neighbors sometimes, and especially if you're close. You know, your houses are physically close together. But, you know, so many people have no idea how to get along. Okay, a silhouette through a shade. Or blinds. Yeah, that really doesn't count. Uh, if they're making loud noises while they're doing it, as long as it's not quiet hours. No harm, no foul. Uh, my neighbors will occasionally have a party at their house. Most of the noise is kept on the opposite side of their house from me, so it really doesn't bother me until everybody's getting ready to leave. Sometimes that gets a little rowdy, but most nights she'll she'll settle it down and try to be a good neighbor, and if, if things are out of hand, she apologizes at least, like she owns it. But, you know, I'm not going looking for stuff at the neighbor's house. Your grass isn't cut the way it should be? Who cares? You want to have sex behind a blind with a light like you're doing a, you know, finger puppet show or whatever, or hand shadows? Who cares? You want to mow your lawn until quiet hours? I don't care. Now, it might be annoying, but honestly, I'm not going to get involved in it because there's going to be times that I'm running an air compressor with a nail gun here doing projects, and I have the basement door open to get a little ventilation, and, you know... I want the same courtesy that I'm giving them. As long as I observe quiet hours or like when our neighbors had a baby in a bedroom right on this side of the property facing my basement door, I would either close the basement door or chill out at, at an earlier hour, you know. That's just common decency. Too many people want to be in other people's business really wrecks that. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.